0: Welcome to Cancelled. We did it. This is uh, There's a sense of accomplishment, a sense of relief, and also still anger. Yes. At the end of this series. That was Martha Kelly. She's been here, a real trooper, doing all 18 episodes <laughs> of this show. Woo, Martha, how are things outside of this terrible world of Paradise, California?
1: Um. Well... Um, I didn't look at the news today, so I, I'm not in uh, doomsday mode, but every other day since we last saw each other, I've been looking <laughs> at the news, and it's terrible.
0: It's been a living nightmare, right?
1: It is alarming. <laughs> I finally donated to someone instead of just tweeting things that made people call me a cunt. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, that's a start. Yeah, I mean, I've donated to places before, but not recently, and yeah. so it's like, just stop fighting with people <laughs> on the internet.
0: Yeah, and you're like, uh, you have like a a reach. So uh, you get, and also you're a woman. I know that sounds shitty, but like, yeah, people come at you way more. Like, people very rarely come at me, and when they do, I just block them. But like, you like,
1: yeah, but have that. I have to say, the times that people come at me, it's because I've said some variation of, if you don't like this, go fuck yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's Which, also fair. It's rarely because it's not like you say that about like a TV show or something. You're saying it right. about like human decency.
1: Yeah, I just I can I'm just horrified. But it did lead to an. So it entertained me yesterday that the guy who called me a cunt blocked me, and then I then it just looked on my feed like I was fighting with myself. Sure.
0: That was fun, but. <laughs> uh well why don't we why don't we dive into this fucking horseshit? Um episode 17 Unfortunate timing.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Very unfortunate timing. Ugh. Uh the episode is there is a, a wildfire near paradise and they all have to go to shelter at the dance studio or I guess there's two shelters either yeah. from the town or whatever. Unfortunate timing, in that the city of Paradise, California, has recently burned to the ground.
1: God, I I forgot that I was. I just remembered when you said that. Oh, that's why it was depressing. Also, <laughs> yeah. it immediately was like, oh no, a yeah. fire.
0: Yeah. Um, also, the show is weird in that sometimes stories carry from episode to episode, like right. like immediately, and then sometimes they don't. So in this episode, it opens and we find out that the Vegas friend is still there, Ugh. which I did not see coming.
1: Not a fan.
0: <laughs> not a fan of the Vegas friend Not or a the storyline. Neither.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> Neither one. <laughs> yeah, I. So she's there. She's getting married to the old guy. Um, she's clearly given up on. She doesn't want to dance. Yeah. The last episode, she was like, oh, I got this call. I'm going to go be in Rock Ages, maybe. And she's clearly, that's out. And yeah. she just wants to uh, live off of this rich guy, apparently. There, it yeah. seems to be her only motivation.
1: Yeah. Well, at this point, it does seem to be her only motivation. We find out something later, but next right. episode.
0: Yeah. In this moment, she's just talking about she gets to have a dog and 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 go to yoga and not like not work on new year's eve or whatever and
1: i mean i here's the thing if i if it were an equivalent comedy wise and this is my plan before right before i found out about the baskets pilot which was a year and a half before we shot the whole first season right but right before that i decided i'm gonna move back to austin start a pet sitting company (laughs) and just do comedy because I love it and not try to break into show business. And so that would maybe be the equivalent of dancing in Vegas and just busting your ass indefinitely for no huge pay and no huge uh, prestigious work. Sure. Um, Just if I were doing a pet sitting agency and doing stand-up cause I loved it, loved it. And a guy that had a ton of money who I enjoyed being around sure. was like, do you want to get married and, and forever put aside the idea of breaking into show business? I, I probably would have, Right. But... but, um, I, i there's something about the friend that, She's like Melania Trump, just unashamedly <laughs> money-grubbing. Yeah, yeah. And he is... he is he, I've had crushes on old guys, rarely. <laughs> if someone has a great personality, sure. but he doesn't seem... I don't know. Why, why did I go down this road? It's
0: totally fine. Well, because <laughs> that's what the show is about. We have to yeah. talk about it. And then also, Michelle just being shitty. Again. Yeah. Like... Extra shitty, and then you know at the end we find she's like, it, she, they try to make it like it's coming from a protective place, but it also feels like it's yeah. coming from a jealous place, and also just like a yeah, not wanting her friend to be happy place. Like it was all just
1: gross. yeah, it's none of your fucking business if she wants to marry an old rich guy.
0: Absolutely. And now here's sh- the thing, and then I'm sorry to interrupt. No, it's okay. If she had said, "Hey, you sure about this," and the woman was like, "Yeah, that's fine. That's your, you're her friend." You're supposed to do the, hey, are you sure about this? You leave it at that. That's the end yeah. of it. You don't just harp on it and harp on it and make incessant fucking jokes about how old the guy is every yeah. every moment he's brought up. Yeah. Like, it's fine for you to be concerned for your friend, and it's fine for you to address that concern. But once she goes, no, hey, I like this guy, I'm going to fucking whatever, then you got to shut up.
1: Yeah. I. It's also like, there's so many characters and storylines already. Why are you bringing... This extra one back again. Right. We don't need her. But yeah, Michelle is really bitchy to her. And then Truly is
0: going to be the maid of honor.
1: Because she she's always wanted that. I'll tell you, as a 50-year-old woman who's had female friends and acquaintances my whole life, mm. I've never met a single woman who said... I've always wanted to be in a wedding as a maid of honor. <laughs> yeah.
0: Isn't it always the bridesmaid, never the bride? Isn't yeah. that what it is?
1: And nobody's ever, like... Except, I will say, alcoholics like myself. Occasionally excited about a wedding where oh. there's going to be a free open, open bar. bar. of
0: course. Absolutely. I understand.
1: But nobody... If you're a maid of honor, you have to spend a lot of money. Yeah. And mm-hmm. do a lot of work. Why?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Makes no sense. And also... You barely know this woman. Yeah. You've hung out now twice, it appears. Like, the first night when you got drunk and you spit all their booze back into a bottle, which they should never talk to you again. And then the next time, uh, the other night, and now you're eating fondue. Like, that's it. Yeah. the entirety of your relationship.
1: And in real life, the way they are, Michelle and Talia, they wouldn't have been nice to Truly. No, absolutely They wouldn't not. have invited her to hang out. They would out. have
0: used her for a sober driver, which is what right. their intention was in the first place. And then that yeah. would have been it. Yeah. Um, the other opening of this is that Sasha goes to gets back to her apartment and her door is open. Like, it's just wide open. Yeah. So she's freaked out that someone's broken into her apartment. So she calls, like... Boo and mm-hmm. Jenny. Uh eventually she calls the cops, but I found even that annoying yeah. because she dials with her fingers Boo and Jenny But then they have to set up this terrible gag where she's trying to use voice activation to call the police, and it's like, dialing Paula. No, I said police. Dialing Polizzi's Trattoria, or whatever.
1: Yeah. It's also, by that, in 2012, there was 911. 100%. Either hit 911 or just say, call (laughs) (laughs)
0: 911. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Then also... Eventually, she just gets the boyfriend to come over. I, to her credit, apparently, she gets through to the police, and they tell her to go inside and make sure no one's there?
1: That would never happen. That's not the
0: instructions the police give you. They tell you to wait outside till the police get there. That's yeah. the whole point. They just sent a child in to look for an intruder? Um, makes no sense. But the boyfriend shows up, and then this is just how lazy the writing is on this show. It's so lazy. She... Uh, so she's like, I'm going in. he's like, I'm going to go in and see if anybody's there. And she's like, I'm going in with you. Whatever. It's, it's supposed to be cute. I don't care. She goes, There's a baseball bat by the couch. And he's like, I don't need a baseball bat. And she's like, There's an umbrella in the closet. It's got ponies on it, but the end's pointy. You can poke his eyes out or whatever. Fine. They go around. There's an incident in the bathroom where there's a giant spider that takes his umbrella from him.
1: That's the only thing that made me laugh.
0: Which is supposed to, here, okay, here's my problem with it. And I get okay. you. I hate spiders, so I'm fine with, like, oh, fuck it, giant spider, I'm leaving. I'm fine with, oh, giant spider, I dropped the umbrella out of fear, and I made a gag that all oh, the it took the umbrella. Right. Later, when Boo's parents show up, <laughs> Boo's father has a sledgehammer, also goes into the bathroom, and the spider takes the sledgehammer as well.
1: Yeah, that ruined the joke. That,
0: like, it's no longer a joke. Now there's a giant spider in this bathroom that's stealing things? It just made uh, it was it's so dumb. But back to why I was so annoyed by that the laziness of the writing. She's like, okay, so he goes into the bang, There's already, there's a baseball bat there. There's an the umbrella. He goes in the bathroom. He goes into the bedroom and he's she's like, there's a baseball bat over there. How many fucking baseball bats do you have, lady? <laughs> like, just come up with another object. You're yeah. writing a thing. They even say there's a crowbar under the bed or whatever. Yeah. Let's just say there's a crowbar. Don't. <laughs> it's so lazy to forget that you already just said baseball bat. And I feel like somebody probably caught it when they were filming, and they're like, ah, "Whatever, who gives a shit? Just roll." Like we're not yeah. doing, we're not fixing this. It's so I just it's so lazy.
1: Yeah, it feels like they just decided um, we're not gonna get picked up. Let's right. a let's try even less than the very low bar we've already set, <laughs> and b let's throw in like every every character add characters just throw in everything that doesn't need or make sense
0: everything it's like to the point where okay so boo's parents show up because she called boo and boo's parents are good people and like oh somebody's in there we gotta check and the mom's like check under the bed that's where they hide or whatever it's cute and fine i don't know why they brought those other people's kids that's weird that drove me
1: crazy but
0: whatever um they have a thing that it, that's all of that's fine. we find out uh that we go to um what's we call it to uh uh dance class they're in the middle of class. the guy who runs the coffee shop, the real fastidious guy is uh from Gilmore girls yeah uh shows up and we find out that he that there's a wildfire, and the studio is one of the designated evacuation centers for the right. town. There's one on like the east side and there's one on the west side. And he's like co-captain, and Fanny's supposed to be co-captain of the like making sure everything's organized. But since Fanny's not there, it falls to Michelle. Why are we subjected to like a five-minute scene of Carl and the manager of the Oyster Bar? Discussing the movie Hope Springs With Tommy Lee Jones and Meryl Streep For like five minutes That scene goes on for so
1: long It made me angry Mm. As does almost every storyline in this show It made me, like, yeah, it's No one, you're, you're making fun of, I believe, a fake movie
0: No, that movie exists Oh, really? Hope Springs is a movie Oh. Um, which is fine, but why... They're also not even making fun of it, which is weird. These two boys just like a movie that's kind of design. It's like an old people falling in love movie. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, like, it's I guess the joke is that these are two young guys who shouldn't necessarily like that movie, but they really like it. Fine, I guess there's some maybe humor there. Like as a one-off aside, if it was like if the guy was like, "Oh, entertainment, I got Hope Springs." And Carl was like, "Oh cool, I love that movie." That's yeah. a, that's kind of a joke. But it goes on for so long to the point where it is a runner throughout the show where they start doing Tommy Lee Jones impressions and yeah. then there's going to be a talent show where they're doing t- dueling Tommy Lee Jones's. I was furious.
1: It was really This episode, before this episode, I loved Carl.
0: I loved Carl. And I feel terrible for the things that they have made that poor boy do.
1: I don't... Yeah, I turned on him in this episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Also, why am I... Why are they even trying to make... The oyster bar manager guy, likable now. He's just been an asshole up until like maybe even the no even the last episode. The last time we saw him, he was a dick again. He yeah. was hitting on that grown woman for French fries. So like all of a sudden, I'm supposed to care about him in any way? They're doing a yeah. lot of that. Uh, dumb dumb boy who's into the tall one. Yeah, 100 percent giving up on names. Suddenly he's into Ansel Adams? What? Why is he like a (laughs) photography
1: buff? That's what I mean. They just started introducing so many more storylines and they know it's the second to last episode ever. Yeah. I, I have to say, though, the two, like Boo and Carl, once Boo refers to Carl as her... I can't even say it. Her hunka hunka. <laughs> I was like, I don't ever want to see them again. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, I there is. I mean, even more so in the next episode, I would say. But they've decided somewhere in the last like three episodes to write these women as like '50s TV moms.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just weird. I don't like. I don't want to see them anymore. I've had my fill. I do. I do find Sasha and. I forget his name.
0: Roman, I Ro- yeah. Roman,
1: endearing. And I also found the dumb guy. I just wish they hadn't waited till the last...
0: To do anything with him? Because he's... he
1: ends up being funny and like... He... Uh, not funny, but like endearing. He's
0: endearing. He's also... He has my uh, my actual one genuine laugh in this episode. <laughs> so, in it, a weird fucking thing, somewhere Michelle finds a condom under one of the girls' lockers. Right. And she's convinced that, oh, the girls are fooling around or whatever uh so she goes down uh she separates the boys. the boys and the girls were having a very innocent game of poker chips on the table and she's like oh you play strip poker no clearly not they're in a room full of adults you made the argument yourself earlier in the episode (laughs) when the guy was like boys have to go over here or the young unmarried ones shouldn't be allowed to Put their cots next to each other or whatever because they'll have right. an orgy. Is literally his argument, which is insane. Uh, and she's like, There's a, "They're in a room full of it's a big one giant open space. What can they do?" Now she's flipped immediately because she found this condom sealed, by the way, not a used condom, just a, a wrapped condom, right? she goes uh, later she walks up to the girls when they're all by herself and she like slaps the condom on the table and kind of gives them a look like I know what you all are up to whatever and then she yeah. takes the condom away and they have a little talk like oh condoms what? why does she have a condom blah, blah, blah. oh it's embarrassing to buy them whatever. they have this little talk and then fucking dumb boy walks up and goes eh, I heard you guys had condoms Just that. <laughs> It's so stupid, yeah. but it genuinely, like, I laughed out loud. I'm trying to, because, like, what's the exact, I want to see if I can find the exact phrasing, because it's just made me laugh. Uh, where is it? Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he, says, uh, he says, like, he walks over, he's, like, kind of being close, and they look at him, and they go, what do you want? And he goes, what? Nothing. I just heard you guys had condoms. <laughs> like, that's such, not even, like, you want to have sex. It's just such a weird thing. That made me laugh.
1: I do, yeah. I really end up liking him more than Carl or Roman just because he turns into like kind of an endearing. Yeah. They should have used him earlier. A well meaning
0: dummy, which is yeah. perfectly fine.
1: And he's the kid acting that role is good. They should have used him way earlier.
0: Sure. Um, he even has that moment where he's talking to the tall one and he's like. He he's like he says something about I always thought Jenny and your brother and me and you would have like a double date situation and she's yeah. like no way and he's like well why not and she goes because and goes, my mother says because it's a, it's a word not an ant, not a reason or something like that and she's like he says something along the lines of well can you think of a reason why not and can you think of a reason why or whatever and she's like well then why not or something it's cute yeah. and it's endearing it's like childlike and you can even see they're like trying to plant that seed a little bit yeah uh which they completely ignore in the next episode. Yeah. Which is weird, because the next episode is the girls talking about sex. So you would think it's a natural thing to kind of follow suit or whatever. We'll get to that when we get to that.
1: I also feel like, um, Michelle... This is my feeling, and I might be the only one who thinks this way. You... I don't care if you're a teacher, a friend of the family, if you're not... a they're a kid's therapist, and you're not the parent, it's none of your business what they're doing sexually. If you're their teacher and you're worried for them, you can say, or like I'm an aunt, so when my niece and nephew become hopefully wait till they're 30, <laughs> but if they hit of age, yeah, if they hit teenage years and it seems like there's reason to believe they might be starting that part of their life. I probably won't say anything, but if I did say anything, it would just be, hey, if you ever need somebody to talk to, I'm right. here. Exactly. I, you Seems don't like go to... You for sure don't go up angrily to someone else's kids <laughs> throw, and throw down a condom. <laughs> so weird. It's and, none of your business.
0: I would also like to say, why is she jumping to the idea that it's the girls when you know for a fact, and this is an old episode, but truly is already hooked up in that room? We, oh. She hooked up with the plumber dude with the eye patch early in the episode. So, like, other people have access to the space. You're in a room with tons of, like, just 50 people in this fucking dance studio right now. Why is it only those six girls?
1: And also, that's good news that they're using protection. Also oh, that. And also, it just seems like... You've told them inappropriate things about how promiscuous you were in high school. Why are you all of a sudden mad that they might be having sex? Yes.
0: Very weird. Then That's they, gross. They go to this dance. Then they put on... So they have to have like entertain... They're trying to entertain... Do like something to keep people's minds busy while they're waiting to find out if everything's burnt to ground. So they put on a dance number from Billy Elliot or from a musical based on Billy Elliot, uh, which is real weird. I've been a fan of the dance numbers this whole run. They're kind of my favorite parts of this show. This one's weird. Yeah, this is going to sound weird. Oddly sexual, yeah. and like and like oddly sexual. Not like yeah. overly sexual, but like there's sexuality, but it's weird, and I don't like it. And also, it's so it really at this point feels like they're just trying to pad out time. Like this yeah. episode was like thirty eight minutes, and they had to figure out something. Right. Uh, it didn't fit anywhere. It didn't make any sense. A lot of the times the dance numbers on the show have been have served to like Be somewhat expressive of a theme that's being done, like talked about in this episode, or whatever. Yeah, this is just some weird shit that just happens for no reason.
1: It was weird. It was vaguely, weirdly sexual, considering it's kids doing it. Yeah, and then the one in the next episode is just overtly Bob Fosse sexual, (laughs) and I was like, this is a terrible way to end a terrible show. Very true. Super inappropriate.
0: Um so Michelle and the friend have a big falling out for a minute because she won't stop shitting on her friend and the old guy. And we find out that the friend's pregnant because of the fucking course she is. Um, there's some, we- there's also a very dumb running gag that was funny like twice, but they do it like six times when, uh, Michelle will walk in the room and be like, oh, you excited for your big day? And then instead of the friend, who's clearly the one she's talking to, Truly will be like, oh, yeah, I'm so nervous. And (laughs) she's actually talking to the bride. That's a funny gag once, maybe twice. They do it, like, five times. It's just constant.
1: And also, um, at one point, Talia says, Rick can't come. They won't let him through the blockade because of the fire. And then she and truly get all upset about not being able to have the wedding and it's like all you're doing is getting married on a beach you haven't spent any money or booked yeah, yeah, anybody yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely why do you care if you get married tomorrow
0: right <laughs> i agree 100% so weird yeah. uh, he she he, he like falls getting out of the car and breaks his ankle or something so he's in the hospital and Michelle's like you can just go get married at the hospital and she's like does this dress look like you know, i should be married in the hospital truly just made that dress <laughs> You, like, that's a 100% part of the storyline dude you didn't spend money it's not even yeah. Like, yeah, that's really annoying as well and then also the, and, and just another scene of laziness I don't a couple one the whole door open at the apartment thing never addressed we don't know did she just leave it open when she left <laughs> well, nothing happened we don't know whatever happened um, they have all this thing about the wedding Find, like he can't make it through the fire because it's like a roadblock, but then Millie pulls some strings. With, like that's kind I of I
1: think she flies him in on her helicopter. helicopter or whatever. That part was sweet. That was sweet.
0: They're actually like, I would have liked more of Millie if they're going to make her an interesting character. Yeah. Bring her in earlier. Um, but that was sweet. Millie flies her in, but then he breaks his ankles so he, we don't see him. Eventually, M- uh, Michelle and her have her falling out or whatever, and then they make up. And when she finds out she's pregnant or whatever, and she goes, all right, let's do it. They walk outside. They come back from commercials. commercial. They've just been married. They don't show the wedding. We never see the husband. Michelle just comes back in, and she's like, "Well, that was a hell of a wedding or whatever. Like, it's fucking insane.
1: It is. It's also another lazy thing they did is they say Millie has a daughter, which is the first we've heard of it. Sure. But she's at the other evacuation center because they just don't want to have to pay a child child. it's so lazy (laughs) it's
0: very lazy and
1: also michelle's whole when she finds out talia's pregnant she's like well we can we can do this we can raise it yeah why in the world would you think any
0: (sighs) no why would you possibly think anyone would consider you remotely responsible enough to be part of raising a child her last interaction with you was you had a crash in her fucking apartment because you fled uh paradise And you were being a goddamn magician's assistant in perump or whatever. So, like, you're going to be the stabling agent in this woman's life? It's insane.
1: And that she already has the father, is engaged to the father, who wants to be involved with his baby's life and her life. But, no, sure, Michelle, that's a great offer.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Uh, Also... Well, some, uh, the tall one makes a, a Louis C.K. reference, which doesn't age well at this point. Uh, at one point, she's like the uh, dumb one's trying to be funny and goes, oh, you're a regular Louis C.K. Oh, like,
1: yeah. I do
0: like that. Oof. Um, oh, and then we see Jenny. So, oh, also at a dumb moment, the new, the hot boy, the, the new one that Jenny has a crush on, he has to change shirts because he's going to be a volunteer or whatever. He has to put on his volunteer yeah. t-shirt. How does he have a fucking tattoo? How old is this kid supposed <laughs> to be? There's a giant tattoo on his arm. But then uh, Jenny walks over and she sees where he's like left his stuff. And he like she like picks up his coat and smells it. Yeah, gross.
1: It just, um, it's so. F- fake nobody would do anything like that in a place where every oh, it's, it's a, a bunch w- of other people
0: wildly are- public space absolutely uh but then i like the sister the new girl who's 30 and the great dancer she uh she tells a very weird story about being on safari, and a lion had attacked an antelope, so it was half dead and was suffering. So she blew Ugh. its head off, uh, and she's like, "Well, so I'm gonna have to. That's uh, so what I'm gonna do for you. I'm gonna blow. I'm gonna put you out of your misery or whatever." But yeah. what she does is hook up. She uh, she tells the, the brother shows up. And she's like, "Oh, hey, so my sister said you wanted to take uh, art lessons. I'll, I'll take the job. We can meet up whenever or whatever." And it's like, oh, she's trying to be nice and set Jenny up with her boyfriend or with her brother because she knows. Yeah, she's into. Seems nice until we find out in the next episode that guy's a wild piece of shit.
1: Yeah, it's so that genuinely was sad. Very sad, very sad. Um, by the way, I fa- I wrote it down. Desi is the guy who likes the tall one, Melanie. Thank and you. I wrote in all caps. I love this kid
0: who likes <laughs> Melanie. <laughs> uh, yeah, he even has like a well-delivered sad moment when he's talking about this dog that he had and she's like, well, what happened to the dog? He's like, car hit it. But he's like, sad. and like yeah. Effective. And it's like a good delivery. And then he kind of, he's like, oh, well, whatever. He tries to like play it off the... Because that was good.
1: Why did they have him being the... Way overplayed um, Jeff Spicoli, dumb guy type character mm. through the whole season. And then at the very end, he's actually an endearing, interesting teenage kid. Yes,
0: I don't understand it. It's the same shit they did with Godot, which I completely uh. forgot his name is Godot. And <laughs> so I say it in this next episode. And I was like, oh, fuck you, show. But uh, he... Uh, the same thing. Hey, oh, he's just a dumb surfer guy. Turns out, no, he's a fucking PhD oceanographer or whatever. Same thing yeah. with this guy. He's a fucking idiot. No, he's actually just like a super into photography and knows all this stuff. Like it's just so lazy. Yeah. Um. then the other thing, uh, the firefighters come back because everybody. Oh, by the way, fine. Fire's out. Everybody's safe. Nothing burned. Right. Godot's, of course, one of the firefighters, too. <laughs> he just takes off his helmet. He's also a firefighter, which I guess it's a small town. They probably have a volunteer fire department or whatever, but right. I, I get it. He's hot. You don't have to also make him a firefighter. It just seemed cheap.
1: Yeah. It just seems so lazy.
0: Yeah, exceedingly so. Which takes us into episode 18, the final episode. Which halfway through, I was like, "Oh shit, we're not. This isn't actually. This isn't a finale. We're not getting right. a, a, a culmination of anything. There's not going to be any end. The show's just going to end." Which is kind of fitting because yeah. this show is bad and it should end poorly. <laughs> uh, the brother is back first, no reason at
1: all. Yeah, that made me mad. <laughs> I,
0: mean, <laughs> I, I literally, I wrote down here. I was like, "What? I thought he's gone. I thought he left." I like, was so mad. We have to deal with him again. Uh, But it opens with Michelle. She's in bed the next morning with the firefighter. They've clearly finally slept together. Or maybe they slept together before. I don't remember. Doesn't matter. Yeah. And, uh... No, I don't think they have, because I think every time they've been interrupted. She goes the one time, yeah. and she calls him an idiot, so he's like, no, thank you. And then the next time is when the brother shows up. So I don't think they've actually slept together yet. But so they slept together. Michelle, in a moment of being a wild creep, just takes a picture of him shirtless while he's sleeping for no
1: reason at all. It's so gross. If it were a, if a guy if did that... If those roles are
0: reversed, he is you should go to jail like that's not yeah. okay it's gross
1: it's weird and you're a creep Yeah, you're not that's not like um wacky fun-loving crazy girl it's no. creepy
0: yeah and also like if she w- if she took a picture of him as he was waking up and he was like either okay with it or was like oh hey what are you doing like you know erase that or whatever that's a cute thing that can happen but he has no say in the matter you are you're not waking like there's no consent it's just gross
1: and it's also clearly it makes it really clear like you only care about his body yeah it's hubba hubba that's why she's
0: taking the picture Hmm. um then we go into fanny's house fanny's back thank god uh but the brother's sleeping on the couch. I was like, "What the fuck is he doing here?" Uh, and then she made me laugh because she's like, "I've beaten a man unconscious before." I was like, I "That just made me laugh." Uh, so she, there's a uh, a fairly well written scene as far as the banter kind of thing goes, where she runs back and she's like, "How many men do you have stashed in this place?" Uh, although she yeah. does say, "You," uh, what, I wrote it down here. She, said, "You're in bed with a child who wears flip flops." that man is an oceanographer. He's like a a (laughs) professional. He's an academic. Like, what are you talking about?
1: Uh, So
0: that annoyed me. But there's this whole thing of him going like, hey, can somebody get me a blanket or a towel or a teapot or whatever? And she's like, pants. How about pants? Yeah. That made me laugh because that's what I was saying while I was was like, no, pants. Ask for your pants. Yeah. Um, So that's happening. And then we don't see Godot again. He's gone. (sighs) He's gone after the opening Before he even gets his pants Like it ends with them going She's like okay retrace your steps Where did this start And Michelle's like ooh the car it's like, oh, Shut up And uh, they go outside She goes oh I found a belt And then it just goes to credits or whatever So that's the last we say you could know he's So gone. they
1: bring him in Literally at the end of episode 17 He's in the opening of 18 And then he's gone forever Yeah
0: Yeah Absolutely um, mm. The brothers around. We don't really know why he says he had to leave whatever town he was, uh, San Diego or someplace. I don't remember what he says. And uh, Michelle's like, oh, because who? Uh, what's her name or whatever? Because that's his.
1: It's gag so from the annoying last time. that he's back, and then he stays, and there's no justification for him staying.
0: Well, I think what we're supposed to get was that Millie and Truly were going to start fighting over him. Oh yeah, which is real dumb yeah because one is he even that handsome no he's homeless jobless uh compl- just leaves people at the altar left and right it's just sort of a very average looking guy but the second truly and the and both see him they're both like oh swoon or whatever yeah and i was annoyed with truly because truly even at a moment she goes oh i haven't like thought somebody was cute in a while or whatever she says You were just making Google Eyes at the coffee dude in the last episode. (laughs) The last episode! How lazy is this?
1: Yeah, and it's also like Millie had said before that that she thought he was really cute and Mm. then truly says it. Like, I get sisters. Thinking the same guy's cute, but if you already have this history where you stole him away, mm-hmm. what Hubble? Yeah, yeah, don't don't just keep it to yourself if you <laughs> yeah, think he's cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. particularly when she's
0: giving you a business. So Truly's uh, Sparkles has gone out of business. Is the opening of the episode, or, or around the opening of the episode, we find out that Sparkles has finally gone out of business. So uh, Truly's all depressed, and she's like trying to fix the costumes to give her something to do. Uh, and Fanny's like, oh, you're, you know, maybe you can help your sister. You have businesses, maybe help your sister. They have a meeting at the end where Millie's like, so I have this building. It's kind of empty. Maybe you can use it for Sparkles. I'll give you a great discount. Why all of a sudden is that Millie? Millie's whole thing was, I'm not lowering your rent. I'm raising it very high. As a matter of fact, so why yeah. is she nice
1: all of a sudden? It doesn't make any sense. It it only stems from Franny. Lecturing her, kind of. Yeah. But Millie has been impervious to people thinking she's a bitch before. Yeah,
0: she doesn't give a shit. Yeah, that's her whole point. Also, everyone's kind of shitty in this episode. Uh, they're making a. Uh, they're trying to. So Fanny's been gone for a little while, or whatever, some retreat. So the girls paint. A, uh, well, Jenny does all the painting, or whatever. Makes this giant banners welcome back Fanny, whatever. And everybody just shits all over it. Nobody says a single <laughs> nice thing about it. Fucking at least she tried. All of her friends are like, "What the fuck is this? Are those pa- like they're just so mean to her for no reason?" Yeah, it really annoyed me.
1: No, wait, wait, who, wait, who is this that they're being mean to? What? Jenny,
0: the the blonde girl who's taking the art classes. Oh
1: yeah, right. Oh yeah, she, they're she so paints mean.
0: this mural and they're right. all like, "How long did you work on this? This is terrible." Like, yeah.
1: God, that was so. <laughs> it wasn't funny or necessary. No, and it was mean. It
0: was just mean. And then they even have uh, Michelle walk in. She's like, "Oh, who's tranny?" That's not funny. And Uh. also, like, you know it's Fanny. You're an adult. I know I say that a lot on this show, but you're a goddamn adult. Uh. Uh, Yeah, so that was really annoying. And then this storyline, and I don't know. I don't know teenage girls like that. haven't hung around many in a long time since I was a teenage boy myself. Sasha makes Roman write down his sexual history. yeah. Also, how much sexual history does this boy have? He's like 15, 16. I'm going to say 16, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, he, She even says at one point, in a real gross line, I found very gross. <laughs> she says, oh, he had one hell of an eighth grade or whatever. Or very um, active
1: eighth grade. Ugh. Eighth grade? I forgot that. I will tell you, when I was in fifth grade, there was a boy who was very advanced. <laughs> And at the time,
0: was he, or was it just a thing that you all believed about? Well, this boy? it's sad. Okay. He
1: he, so he. This is what happens with kids who are molested. he had been molested and yeah. he was
0: overly sexual. Yeah,
1: yeah. Sad. Um. But at the time, none of us knew that, and it just seemed like he's the cool. He's the fawns of fifth grade, <laughs> fifth grade with older girls or whatever. Yeah. But then. Later, none of the I girls loved him. I liked him, but yeah, I yeah. didn't want what the yeah, advanced yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like when you're early adolescent, you just want to hold hands, hands and hug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's no one who hasn't in 8th grade
0: active. Not even like, oh, this one thing in 8th grade. He had a very active 8th grade. I didn't yeah. like that at all.
1: And no, I'll tell you from this I was a teenager a long time mm-hmm. ago, but I've never encountered my age or since teenage girls who would be like, give me your sexual inventory. Yeah.
0: it's And also, she says it's because it's like, she goes, uh, Anna Karenina. She's like, you ever read anything Russian? And he goes, Pussy Riot's liner notes? Shut yeah. up. I that's like, I get it. He <laughs> likes music. I see his hair. But it, it's such a forced fucking, like, topical yeah. reference. I found it very annoying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he I guess she says it was very common for Russian women to read their lovers' diaries to know their exploits or some bullshit. Um, don't know if that's true. Don't care if it's true. It's weird that she's making her them do this. How but thanks it, for I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: How would it become a publicly known thing that people were reading someone else's diary? Wouldn't that be kept a secret?
0: I The way she said it, it felt like that those women would go to their lover, boyfriend, whatever, and be like, give me your diary so I can read that. They were okay. doing it in secret. So that's why she's like, you don't have a diary, but write all this down.
1: Also, one since one of men of any age or culture kept diaries.
0: I mean, dudes keep journals sometimes, I guess. But like, not. I don't... I, I don't. I'm scared. Well, also, I would also <laughs> feel like, yeah, keep your gender roles <laughs> to yourself, Martha Keller. No, I feel like maybe back in the... I feel like
1: maybe there's lots of
0: di- examples of men keeping diaries like famous diaries of- I, I think it was a I thing think, back in the day I think people did more than now
1: I guess I this is success but I think of that more as writers and yeah, artists yeah, yeah, yeah. keeping a journals journal. yeah. Um or but just the way girls keep diaries different. when yeah, they're yeah, young yeah, yeah, is yeah. like every secret terrible th- thought that <laughs> you've had or whatever yeah, yeah. I just have never pictured guys doing that but sure. I could be wrong.
0: Uh, no, you could also be very right. And I think there is a difference maybe between like a journal... And also, even if boys that age were keeping diaries, probably different than the way a girl of that age would keep a diary, I would imagine. Um, but then, to make it just that much weirder, she makes Boo do it too? She makes Boo get Carl to do it? Yeah. As if Carl has any fucking sexual history. <laughs> that nerd. And then also... His, I did enjoy that he he made an entire comic book that looked like, I don't know if you're looking at glossy paper. Like, professional shit.
1: I wasn't clear if he just gave her some comic
0: book or if he
1: made it. I didn't... No,
0: we are to believe that he he made made it because Jenny's like, wow, this is really good. Maybe he can give me some lessons because he's also, like, apparently good at art. She's like, uh, because my still... Oh, that line... She's like, uh, she's like, he's like, oh, maybe you can give, maybe he can give me lessons too, and everyone knows that he's get, she's getting lessons from the other boy because she likes him,
1: right. and
0: they kind of give her a look or whatever, and she's like, what? I've been doing still lives and my pears aren't getting the job done. Ugh, I get it; it's a boob reference, but like, she's
1: that's like something. She's not,
0: not she's not a thirties da- like like uh, gangster's mall. Like it doesn't make any sense.
1: It's more also, to me, it reminds me of something Mrs. Roper would say from, from company. <laughs> Fair
0: enough. Like, but you know who on. wouldn't say it? A 16-year-old girl in 2007 or whenever this fucking show was made. Yeah, uh, Yeah. I found that very like gross and annoying. Uh, I enjoyed, but all, the only person in any of this I enjoyed was Boo, just because she's still, like, at least, they at least make her somewhat... She's innocent, and I don't mean that, like, I, you have to be innocent for me to like you, but, like, she's childish. Yeah. She's still a young girl and speaks in that way. Right. You know what I mean? And it feels more realistic. I, there's, I enjoyed a line where, because so, Sasha's trying to pressure her into, like, why she had to get this, like, I, you were supposed to get a list. I didn't take get a, a comic book. You're supposed to be a list. Uh, and she's like, I don't need, I don't care about this list or whatever. Right. And she's like, well, what if, uh, she's like, what if it affects you? And he's, she's like, well, how, how would it possibly affect me? And she goes, uh, you know, well, what if you're not experienced enough uh, and it makes it bad? And Boo's like, I'm not experienced enough and it seems fine. Which I was like, all right, I like that. Uh, and then she goes, well, what if, what if Carl has a kid? Is Sasha's argument. And, and Boo, again, made me laugh. She's like, Carl doesn't have a kid. He doesn't even have a bike. I like that. That's funny. Like, that's the funny line. Yeah. Uh, but Sasha pressuring Boo into also getting this crazy list is so fucking weird.
1: Yeah, it's weird and then and then uh wait. And why is Sasha suddenly so horny? Yeah, that is weird. Two just...
0: episodes ago she was like, Oh, I don't what? Boyfriend, I don't even I can't it's so we yeah. can't walk to school together, that's too intimate and suddenly she's like, We gotta fuck. It's so yeah. weird.
1: And then they have that musical montage of that one song ribbon in my hair. Like, what is happening?
0: That song is so weird. That yeah. montage is so long. The montage is, she Sasha's like, we have to go to the library and research sex. Oh, right. Uh, and the other girl, I, um, uh, Melanie and Jenny, are like, we've got, like, you two have to go research sex. We've got an uh, old spinster couple <laughs> written all over us or whatever. Which, funny, in the, saying it now not why would they say it it doesn't make it's so weird to it's suddenly not. making them right they they have they show them at the sleep they're having a sleepover at sasha's apartment which is just also so fun. why does she have an apartment um Oof. also the previous episodes have been like oh no the parents know there's no adults here so they're not letting us come over that's right. gone. That, gone right away. They're, they all yeah. like two episodes ago. They're like, "Oh, you have to say you're at my house, and I'll say if she's at her house or whatever." Now they're just having sleepovers. Yeah. Um,
1: and they both have boys interested in them. So yeah. why do they say we have spinster written all over us? Very weird.
0: Um, but yeah, so they. She's like, "You have to come with me and research sex because I'm not going to have ignorant friends or whatever." I'll bring muffins, she says. And then we get this montage of them like looking up like oh uh, am I ready for sex on the internet looking at old books they're all like from the 70s they're all like oh it's our bodies ourselves or whatever which Boo passes out while looking at a picture in that book (laughs) which is like I get it like it's just but it's such a hack stupid joke like oh I just I found that really annoying but also yeah that montage is set to the song I have a ribbon in my hair it's like some I don't know 50s
1: yeah, it was weird, song. and it was a weird. There was. It's just like, why? Who decided? I don't know what network this was on when it was on
0: ABC. Maybe ABC Family, but ABC for sure.
1: Who at ABC was like, you know what? We need to do. We need to sexualize these girls at the very end of the only season we're
0: going to have. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's all? Here's the thing. They're 16-year-old girls. They're probably t- thinking about sex. It's not unreasonable. Girls are whatever. Right. They're teenagers, right? Teenagers yeah. think about sex. That's not unreasonable. The way they do it is yeah. so fucking
1: weird. Yeah.
0: Uh, I will say, We'll get to the moment. But the Jenny moment, I think, is actually pretty genuine and realistic yeah. and good and sad. And I like it a lot. Uh, but the rest of them... Looking up these weird books from the 70s and like, uh I don't know, it just doesn't, to that song as well. That is, they do the whole song. It's not yeah. like they play a second. It's like three minutes. It's a long, a long sequence. Yeah. And I found it very annoying.
1: Yeah, it's weird that they're trying to, and just feel like, yeah, I thought it was weird.
0: Um Sasha makes an appointment. Sasha goes to Michelle to ask her about sex. Right. And basically she's like, I overthink everything. When I was going to get on as a kid, I was going to get a dog. I read all these books about dogs. I made lists about what kind of dog I wanted, blah, blah, blah and I never got a dog. Okay. Michelle, Sasha doesn't have a mom in the, in the picture. She's very much alive. I'm sure she has a phone, <laughs> but whatever. Um... So she goes to an adult that she feels comfortable with to ask questions about sex. Right. Not unreasonable. Michelle goes to Fanny and is like, so what do you do when the girls come to you to ask about sex? Assuming that this has happened before. Right. It's never happened before because these girls are not going to some 60 year old woman and asking her sex advice. It's just not going to happen. I like Fanny very much. Uh, the line in the beginning where she's like uh, talking about the resort she was at, and she's like, "And I drank the spiritual tea that opened my mind's third eye or whatever." And uh, Michelle says, "Like spiritual tea, huh?" She goes, "It's perfectly legal with a prescription." And I was like, "Ah, good for good for you, Fanny. Get you, get you a little weed." Uh, but she then goes insane, yeah, and brings all the girls from ballet class together at night it's the middle it's dark out uh, and she's gonna give them a, a a sex talk has she approached their parents has anybody talked to an adult in any of these children's lives no she's just got a bunch of old like medical equipment and she's giving them all bananas that she tells them to name
1: yeah god damn it
0: uh-huh. And that one little girl's like, this isn't going to work. I'm allergic to bananas. That made me laugh. <laughs> um, I think I'm desperate for things to make me laugh a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, what? why did Fanny become a lunatic?
1: Yeah, I know. It's really... Wait.
0: There's a whole B story we have not addressed. Because it's irrelevant and does nothing. But we'll get to it.
1: Um, I Yeah, I was like, why... She had all these, like... She had, like, a, a plastic... Uterus with a plastic fetus that you can take in and yeah. out of it, and all this stuff that's like, and what
0: that is what school is for or parents yeah. are for, even if which she should, she should not have this class. It's weird, yeah. If she was like, it has come to my attention, I don't even know how to say this, I don't know that there's an okay reason, but what I was gonna say was. Sasha going to Michelle and Michelle asked answering questions I think is fine. Yeah. She's an adult that you have a, rela- a relationship with. That's okay. Fanny going to them there's no way, there's no place where you going to the child to talk about sex is okay, yeah. unless you're a parent or a teacher, right? Those right. are the only two times. Uh, so that shit is just super weird, particularly how mad Fanny is because they're not. It's not that she's doing this because she is concerned for the girls or because she thinks it's you know, she she found the condom and now she's freaking out, so whatever. Right. She's just mad that the girls went to Michelle instead of her. Right. Which is the shittiest reason for having this fucking class.
1: And most people, including parents would be like, I'm so... I dodged a bullet. I don't want to talk to kids about sex. What could be more embarrassing?
0: (laughs) Um, The other thing that's happening in this episode is that Michelle uh, tells Fanny she needs Saturday off. She's not being upfront about why she needs it off. Uh, And it turns out she's going to Los Angeles to do an open call audition for some Broadway musical based on a movie about a woman who has cancer or some shit sounds like a laugh (laughs) ride the girls follow her to los angeles i don't really know why just to do what i guess also i didn't even i forgot sasha just has a car and an apartment like she's just an adult they're so lazy right they were it's like they couldn't figure out a way to keep them children and do the things they want storyline around them so they just made one an adult without her being an actual adult
1: and also they mention when they get there to la that they drove an hour and a half paradise is in northern california (laughs) is not an hour and a half it's near chico and chico is like eight or more hours drive (laughs) from la
0: um i didn't know that i kind of assumed it was bullshit geography wise but i didn't know for sure Um, I thought the audition scenes for the most part were good in that I would imagine that's what an open call for an audition like this is. There's a few hundred people. Uh, The guy doing the auditions is like, no, 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 no. Like He just goes like, we're looking for a very specific type, so sorry if this was a waste of time. And then he just walks down the line going, not you, not you, not you, not you, not you. They don't even have a chance to dance. But Michelle makes it through a couple rounds of this. She's good at dancing. The girls... I guess it's cute. I'm just annoyed with the quirk of this uh, yeah. of this show at this point. So the girls have showed up. They don't know what's happening. They're like, "Why are we at a church?" They Google it. They find out there's this audition. They're sneaking around. They're watching the audition. Uh, once they the, the the person leading the audition shows the dancers what moves they are supposed to do, the girls are like, "Oh, this is I can do that. That's easy." And then they run out and just do it with the dancers. But like. <laughs> You would be noticed. You had to run across half a gymnasium to yeah. get there. You don't have the number on your chest that everyone else does. Your children. There's a lot of things setting you apart from the rest of these people. No one knows. No one picks up that they're there. Also, yeah. they do the dancing just as well as the adults do, which is fine.
1: Right. Yeah, that was like that's I was telling someone last night and I couldn't remember what I was thinking of, just that feeling of No, I was, I knew I had been talking to someone recently and I couldn't remember that it was you and I talking about a show where they ask you to suspend disbelief so much that it makes it unwatchable because it pulls you out of the story over and over again. And this is another time where you're like, no, you couldn't just run in and join in and not be noticed.
0: Yes. And I I brought that up and it makes me angry. But this is why I fucking hate this show. (laughs) The next thing that happens is the uh, guy's like, okay, that was great, everybody. Go back outside. And he like, uh, you know, go back outside. I'll pull you back in, in groups or whatever. I'll pull you back in the sink, whatever it is. And Boo goes to go with those girls. And Sasha's like, what are you doing? And Boo's like, oh, I'm going to go audition with them. And Boo's like, Sasha's like, you can't do that. What are you, crazy? And they have this big fight. Because Sasha's being real shitty about it. But here's I thing with the show. She clearly can just do that. She just fucking did it. Let her go fucking dance. God damn it. Like, if you're going to be the show where it's quirky shit happens and it's unbelievable and it's a little bit of magical realism and these girls can just run out on this thing and dance and no one notices, well, then give her a shot. Yeah. Or fucking, what am I going to do? But Sasha's real shitty about it and Boo's like, you know what? I can go out there if I want. And also, I'll have sex two days before prom with Carl like we planned you're not going to pressure me into this, whatever I, I, I like Boo I like that moment uh, Her and Carl planning sex Six months in advance, two days before the prom is cute Her being like, actually we left ourselves some rebel room In case it's bad We can do it a second time and figure it out So we're not looking at each other all <laughs> uncomfortable at prom Like that's just fine, that's cute uh, The rest of it I find annoying And what we find out is So Michelle, she goes to sing she, uh, the piano player, like, she's going to sing a song from Les Miz piano player's like, oh, everybody's doing this song. Here, do this song instead or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and he's actually being nice because we hear the people running the audition go, oh, thankfully it's not like Miz again. Right. Which was what she was going to sing. So, like, oh, that's nice. He, afterwards, she's like, oh, thank you guys. Go out, you know, we'll be calling you back in, in a little bit or whatever after everybody sings. And we find out that there's never been a fucking real audition. The choreographer already knows all the dancers he cast them two weeks ago, but the union makes them hold these open casting calls for appearances or whatever. So Michelle's a little mad. She goes back to paradise, and that's it. That's the whole fucking arc of this story, is that she had an audition, then it turns out it wasn't an audition, and then she's fine.
1: Yeah, I, I just felt like, why... What was the purpose of that? Also, do they... Is that... Like, I know when I've had a, a number of terrible jobs that were not union jobs, like secretary and receptionist and that sure. kind of stuff. Sometimes they would know they wanted to hire someone else in the company for an open spot and they would have interviews sure. because of whatever policy. But, yeah. like, I can't, um, I find it hard to believe that like actors or whatever entertainers unions mandate open call auditions. I don't,
0: it didn't seem reasonable to me either, but I don't, I don't know Broadway union work like that. I was letting it slide. Um, I hear you. It was weird. It didn't ring true to me either, but with all the horseshit in this episode, I was fine with it. But here's, what's weird to me about that story. If there's a way you can tell that story as is for the most part, She goes to this audition. She doesn't tell anybody about it. She does well. If they have that, if the end of that is her going like, oh, well, you know, whatever. I kind of just wanted to see if I still have it and I still have it. Then at least there's something that we've learned about the character that she's not necessarily ready to give up on dancing, but she's also comfortable where she is. She's grown and she likes her new position. You can tell a story there. What we have here is a snapshot of a day that doesn't end any different than it began other than she went to this audition. She's not particularly she throws her car her bag in the car mad but when she gets back to paradise she's not like freaking out or anything. Yeah. There's it just is a waste of time that whole story which is most of the episode is a giant waste of time.
1: The main thing that it left me with was this depressed feeling of how do people go on these auditions? Oh, it
0: seems like a fucking nightmare. How Jesus. can
1: people... How can your heart stand more than one experience like that? Uh,
0: like, the idea that you have to, you're have you there, you've put on those leotards, you've been like, yeah, to warm up, you've been waiting outside for two hours, and then your entire audition is a guy looking you in your face and just going, no, you yeah. don't dance, you don't do anything, yeah, it seems like a fucking nightmare.
1: And just the... Yeah, it, it's painful,
0: Speaking of painful, the only moment in this fucking episode that I care about, uh, after so the end of the episode, we go into fucking Fanny's uh, sexual education class, but she does at one point say, sexual education, and it made me laugh the way she said sexual. <laughs> um, she goes on this spiel about your banana, now believe that your banana asks you to have sex or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Michelle sneaks out because she's uncomfortable with the thing. And she sees Jenny sitting on this bench. Jenny's clearly very upset. And we find out that Jenny slept with Jimmy or whatever the fuck his name Frank- is. And Frankie. Frankie. The new boy. The hot boy with the tattoo and the wine. The adult that has, the snuck, in, that has snuck into this high school. <laughs> and is Molesting these children. She has slept with him a week ago. And he has not spoken to her since. Uh, Michelle's like, oh, I didn't even know you were dating him. And she's like, oh, he doesn't date. He just exists with the world or some mm. horseshit. shit. Um, I felt this scene was really touching... I was like, as it's yeah. happening, I'm like, Michelle, don't you fuck this up? Like, I was like so nervous because <laughs> Michelle just gonna be a fucking asshole about something. Um Although she had one sentence that I thought was weird. Where and I don't maybe it's not. I know, who knows what you say in that situation, but uh Jenny's like, he's never gonna talk to me again. And Michelle's response is, You don't know that. I don't know if that's the advice you want to give. Or maybe it is, I don't know, but it feels like this guy's clearly proven himself to be a piece of shit. Yeah. Maybe, like, you don't need him yeah. or something. You know what I mean? There's better or something. I don't know. And I don't know. I don't know what to say. I would have never been in that situation. I don't know what I would say or who would say, what you should say. But I did feel like Michelle was, the, like, for the first time, genuinely human in that moment. And, like, yeah. she just kind of listened, you know? Yeah. I thought it was good.
1: I thought it was good. It made me really sad and scared for when my niece becomes... Sure, sure. It just... My... So there are, of course, plenty of sweet adolescent boys. Sure. But there is... It is not... I bet you every woman either was or has... Knows a girl when they were that age who slept with a boy thinking it meant they loved each other right. and he never talked to her again. And right. it's so
0: it's sad. Heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It's
1: so sad. It's
0: also sad that she wrote a letter, Jenny wrote a letter to Frankie afterwards that said something along the lines of I thought for our first time, I I enjoyed our experience for a, fir- for a first time I thought it was, I thought it didn't go too bad or something to that effect. Yeah. And, uh, I wish you luck in, yeah. like, your future endeavors or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a fucked up note. But then we find out <laughs> she sent the note. She says, yeah. why did I write that note? Why did I send it? How do you still have a copy? You wrote, you made two copies of the note? That's weird. But also, like... Oh, when, she, when yeah. you find out she sent the note, I was like, oh, you poor thing. Like, that is horrible.
1: It's heart- It's heartbreaking.
0: But it's, I think that scene, it all takes place on this bench. I. Th- it was like, I thought Jenny was really good in that moment. I like, yeah. liked Michelle. I liked the way they interacted. Then we get Bob Fosse's sex time <laughs> and credits, and that's the end of fucking Bunheads. We get, I, what yeah. is the song? Do you remember the song they're dancing to? I don't remember. Uh,
1: what was it? It just was... Um... I'll find it. Yeah, it was overtly sexual. And yeah, there's a lot
0: of like people riding each other's backs and shit.
1: And there's people in this dance company. I don't know if they were in this dance, but the dance classes are like kids down to twelve years old.
0: They're very little kids. I forgot something I wanted to mention early in the beginning of the episode. Uh, Michelle uh, Fanny's like, "Okay, everyone to the bar, like the dance, the dancing bar, and." Michelle goes to go over there. and She's like, what are you doing? She's says, oh, I thought I'd take the class with the kids today or whatever. It just seemed like yeah. fun. And she's like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. So she's lined up in front of an eight-year-old boy, a yeah. very tiny child. Like, like you know, throughout the year, there's been, like, there's different ages. And some of the boys and girls are very young, eight, nine, yeah. ten years old. She's in front of, like, a ten-year-old. And she says to him, I wrote it down. Where is it? Because I didn't like it one day. She says to him... Uh, I'll find it here. Hold on to your socks, kid. You're gonna see some moves. And then, like, she does it just like that. She fucking wiggles her shoulders. And then the first thing she does is she goes, like, what, an arm thing, an arm thing. And then she just bends over in front of this fucking child.
1: It's no! It's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird.
0: Yeah, like, okay. If that was a girl instead of a boy. That scene could read as, like, bragging and showing off. You're a a girl taking ballet, but let me show you what a professional ballet dancer does, right? But for you to go, you're going to see some moves. And literally shimmy your shoulders at a boy implies sexuality, and it's fucking weird.
1: I don't know what happened. Like, I want to know what writer or producer was behind the let's go out on a kids being sexual.
0: My only thought is they didn't know they were being canceled and they just like, or maybe they shot a couple extra episodes and they only aired to 18 or something. But I'm not seeing that anywhere. I'm not seeing that there were like more in the can and they got edited. But like clearly they didn't write a finale. There's no actual like season finale or series finale in any context that you're familiar with that would mean. Yeah. So it seems like this was just going to be an episode. But even if that's the case, why is episode 18 of the show ending with a bunch of kids being sexual? And yeah. not in, like, other than the Jenny thing, which I think is actually very good and, and realistic to what a teenage girl is going through. Why is it ending on this weird dance and, like,
1: yeah.
0: Sasha's weird craziness and that montage? It's just...
1: It is really weird that they just decided to go hypersexual on a show about kids. It is really weird it's it makes it seem like somebody somebody in in the who's in charge of the show is just so tone deaf and not aware what are you what are, somebody would have been like, what are we doing?
0: yeah yeah, I feel like Amy Sherman Palladino clearly was not involved in the last, like, seven episodes at least of this show, uh, if not more. I, it's funny how much uh, you were right the whole time, because you clearly <laughs> were. You started The show started, you didn't like it. I gave it a lot of chances, and I should have just listened to you. It was terrible.
1: Well, I forgot that that's how it started. I... I wanted to like it. There were parts I wanted to like it. Um,
0: I think I wanted to like it a lot, and that's why I gave it so many chances that it clearly didn't deserve.
1: Well, (laughs) it's also, it got worse as it went along. That's
0: very, I mean, it got demonstrably worse. Yeah. By the end, it was just just a mess.
1: It didn't start out in a way that you could have said this is going to be terrible it really went nuts yeah it's,
0: it's so crazy because in the beginning you might like it you might not it's a coherent television show telling yeah. a story by the end it's literally just a mess it's just yeah. a complete mess of things that don't make sense from one episode to the next or one scene to the next characters yeah. change in ways that doesn't make any sense it's yeah. yeah it's just i it's almost yeah i don't i don't even know uh, well, thank you for doing it. I appreciate you, you dealing with me. all this. Is there anything you want to plug? This will be out on
1: Thursday. I am not doing oh,
0: right, you're yeah.
1: stand-up until New Year's Eve, the very end of the year. And I have no idea how that's going to go.
0: Are you doing that Cap Show? Yeah. Oh, that'll be fun. Well, like Doug Benson, right?
1: Yeah, but Cap, but New Year's Eve shows are oh, I've I would done them. Yeah, I would yeah. love to never do another <laughs> one.
0: <laughs>
1: but I love um, I do love the people who are doing it, and I also love Cap City. Sure. I just don't. I gotta hate New Year's Eve. Yeah, I lo- I would love album. to stay home and never leave.
0: Well, you can change places with the Vegas showgirl. She's never had a New Year's Eve off in her life since she was seventeen. <laughs> she says. Uh, uh, I, if you're listening to this The Sting is next week December 5th at, Cast- at, uh, at uh, King B Lounge uh, So come to that, it's always fun, we got a great lineup As always uh, If you like the show, rate, review, subscribe We'll be tweeting what the next show is going to be at Maybe the slap We'll find out oh. uh, uh, If you like the show, rate, review, subscribe Tell your friends, do all that good stuff And we will see you next week